3: Hey, everybody. In order to support our show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash around and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little bit better. Podsurvey.com slash around. Thanks for your help.
0: The Around the NFL
3: podcast <laughs> thinks Thor is the cutest puppy in the world. Okay, we just making up stuff now. Welcome. To another edition of the Around the NFL podcast, my name is Dan Hansis. I am joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Zessler, Chris
2: Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. What, what? is a Thor? What's Thor, Thor is Tamposi's dog. Not the... Uh, is it the little one? Superhero. It's fine. It's the only one. It's cute. It's fine. It's the only one. Not an accurate
4: money drop. What? What? But Thor's a great little puppy, it's but right. I would not call him the cutest puppy in the world. Sorry.
3: I'm not, oh, sh- not often does West come after Ricky on something. No, I love Ricky. So when Ricky he does, went- realize that it's coming from a place that he feels strongly about.
2: Uh, well, I've you know i had dogs in my own life, which I consider to be cuter right. hey, than Thor. That's fair. I mean, you, that too. you are coming at you know an individual in Thor that she cares about far more than any of the four of us. Well, she lives with Thor. Combined. <laughs> uh, Thor's fine. Okay, big show today. Uh,
3: one of the one of the the biggest shows of the year for me, because I enjoy it. I I like things that are annual in nature and do well metrics wise on the website. I'm a <laughs> businessman first and foremost. And the top one oh one free agents of 2019 is up on NFL.com, written by Greg Rosenthal and Chris Wessling. Oh my goodness! What a celebration! <laughs> And um, that's what we're going to focus on today's show, Monday. Big show, big week coming up. As we said, as we told you on Friday's show, we're on a plane tomorrow off to Indy where, where we will do two shows and a third show for our Twitter audience. I hope it's the same audience. Guys, give the Twitter show a shot. We have fun on it. We talk about it. And Mark's never looked better physically. So totally take a look at him. False. <laughs> take a good
2: look at Mark with your peepers. Looks swelt. Svelte. Swole is another way swole to say it. Swole and spilled. Not
1: swole. Um, what is that show?
2: Thursday at one thirty Pacific time. That's correct. If we don't bow to your Eastern uh, you know, standard time dominance. We're going Pacific. Okay. But it is 4.30 Eastern. <laughs> and um, so we are, that's today's show, though.
3: Is going to be all about the top 101. And just by way of history, of course, um, Greg West, you guys have been putting this list together um, since what 2014 now 2013 even maybe in that range five or six years um a little history i did a little digging uh top 101 uh last year top 101 the year before that there was a disgrace year mark i mean you want to talk about disgraces 2016 the top 99 i mean grow up why did this
1: branding disaster occur
2: Well, this has always been
3: on Not your to radar. Malik Why does Jackson
1: it bother number one?
2: Why does it bother you so much? I mean, that's what happens. The franchise tag guys get blown off the list and so the permanent one, sometimes you got guys like Malik Jackson. E-e-e. Malik Jackson was fine, by the way. Ninety nine versus one oh one, that came from above. It was some sort of technological problem fight. that that uh Wes, I'm disappointed in you. You should have pulled some West stuff and went nuts. My went ham. The Wizards said that they couldn't go triple digits on some sort of programming uh, thing. I don't even Hello, know. Hello, glass ceiling.
3: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, that's a, that's history.
4: I, I'm much more likely to put up a fight during the months when football is actually played than I am Ooh. when I consider it to be the offseason.
2: Here's the thing, though. Like, 100 is Diamond. so basic, so you got to go one in the other direction. We took a shot with something that didn't work. You tried it. You tried it.
3: Um, so, yeah, the top 101 of 2019 this year. And, Mark, we say it every year. When are when are we going to get involved? We got to launch some counterattack here, you and I, because Wes and Greg the scientists, they put together this list and they get to scroll across the bottom of the TV screen on NFL Network for months at a time and uh, you know their names are <laughs> splashed everywhere. I mean, and, and, and what about us? Where where do we come in?
1: Absolutely sailed when it comes to an academic project like this. We're going to need to get on the network another way, maybe one of us if one of us were to be hit by a car and be knocked out <laughs> for two or three years. That might make the, the the little scroll thing at the bottom. We were on the network okay. today. wouldn't.
2: Up to the minute. Yeah, it would
1: not. That's our best shot, though. is that something totally it. human that we have no control over. Well, of. that would it make it too. That's us. one
2: of my favorite uh, Damashek questions, which is what block of NFL total access would certain individuals make it if they passed away? Mm-hmm. And I think we'd be at the – I think we'd make the end of the A block. And we're not going to be at the beginning. They do about 10 minutes of, you know, to Le'Veon Bell talk. and. I it, think you are Tony vastly O'Brown. overvaluing And at, the, at yourself. the end, they do about You're right. 30 seconds. Because the question is whether you'd make the scroll or not, and you would not make the scroll. <laughs> I
4: don't
3: know scroll, if we'd make bro. the scroll. I think they'd
1: sneak us into, if there was time, to like that little minute and a half before the show cuts to credits. It's like, you know,
3: it would be in between like some um, team hit where there's some player talking about dancing with the stars, and then <laughs> right after an ad read for Path to the Draft back like, Oh, and also, right,
2: all the around the NFL podcast guys fell off a cliff. <laughs> Well, what about if it was up to the We'll minute, be back after it'd this to like, talk about It be like one more thing, you know, they they have it at the end of the show and Tom Pelissero
3: No, Pellis- they wouldn't give us that. Tom They're
1: Peliss- not going to waste their time talking about us. Tom Pelissero reporter. gets
2: on and he's like, "Well, we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh the four uh, around the NFL guys were in a plane crash today and passed away. Also, Captain Munerlin's option was not picked well, up by the Panthers." Wait, now you're bringing up plane crash. There's a little pop to a plane crash. Maybe we make the Able.
1: Yeah, I initially said hit by a car and not killed, Just hit by a car.
3: Anyway, the, the point is we wouldn't be uh, a beefy part of the show because, listen, we just taped our first live NFL network hit as a group in about a year. So that's where we stand with the company <laughs> Watch right watch Watch
2: uh, Tuesday's show. We got another banger coming on uh, 10 o'clock Pacific.
3: All right, enough of this malarkey. And I hope we all live forever. Knock on wood. Um, let's get into it. And um, when you talk about 101 players... And again, you could find this at NFL.com slash top 101 free agents. Uh, you could you could start anywhere. But why don't we start right at the top? Uh, because um, this is, as you said, Greg, a lot of the, the franchise tag will affect a lot of this. So you have uh, you guys have Demarcus Lawrence, uh, the edge rusher for the Cowboys at one Jadavion Clowney, another edge player for uh, the Texans at two. Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle, three, and then Le'Veon Bell, number four. But, Wes, for all intents and purposes, Bell is probably number one on this list, right? Well, I think Lawrence and Clowney are
4: headed for the tag. And Grady Jarrett, I think the Falcons are trying to sign him, but will use the the tag if they have to. So, yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell, and even looking down
2: further, like the guy after Le'Veon Bell is D Ford, who I think... We'll also get the tag. He won't see the market. So that means it's interesting to me that Bell and Earl Thomas, who's number six, could end up being one and two. Because, first of all, those are two huge names. Bell's going to have to do some things uh, over the next four or five years to get considered for Canton. But I think he was on that path. And I think Earl Thomas is as well. But they're both at positions, running back and safety, that have not been paid at all lately. So you're getting pretty unique guys who aren't that old. Bell's 27, Earl Thomas is 30, at positions that for whatever reason, running back we've talked a lot about on this show. I think if, if a guy is as transcendent as Bell, then he's worth as much as uh, Andrew Norwell, who got paid last year, or Starlo to Lele, or or these other guys who get paid in free agency. And then Earl Thomas had at a position safety. No one wanted to pay any safeties last year, and I do wonder if Thomas will kind of help set the bar along with Landon Collins so that these other guys like LaMarcus Joyner and Tyron Matthew, and there's a bunch of safeties in this crop that are kind of probably hoping that teams start paying at that position.
1: I mean, I can't think of two players at those two underpaid positions that have historically been bigger flag bearers for the rest of those guys trying to make them more money, but Does a savvy front office look at Earl Thomas differently than the third or fourth best safety and say, I don't care about the position. You're simply a different player than the rest of these guys here.
2: I feel like the 49ers to Seahawks pipeline has been pretty strong uh, with Robert Sala as their defensive coordinator. Which is
1: weird because they hate each other.
2: Right. But, you know, I'd say it's a former Seahawks guy. Hasn't necessarily worked, but you got Sherman there. And that, to me, smells like a team. The 49ers are kind of that team that gets thrown into all these mixes now that, like, they could overpay Earl Thomas.
3: Um, you know, this didn't. This is a good, nice conversation to get going here. It didn't feel right. And then I realized something. We're upstairs in the kitchen. Let's go downstairs. Let's go downstairs. Right. Oh, lab. yeah. This is a big lab day. This is the lab day. Mark allowed in? Always.
2: Mark's always. <laughs> wow. On this day? <laughs> well, not always. Wes just. <laughs>
4: I'm just wondering you know, where we are with. A little of Interesting.
2: Interesting. Usually that's my role to annoy <laughs> Mark, but now Wes is good. <laughs> All right. This is better. Personal. And hey, Mark. You're welcome here
3: anytime. You know
1: Well, that. I don't need you to tell me that, but thank you. <laughs>
3: what do you mean? I, I'm a scientist. It's, I mean, it been... it's
1: feels like, a, at best, a half-hearted title. But.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Mark. Uh, make yourself at home. All right. Now let's get into it. Le'Veon Bell, um, he's number four slash number one on this list. And uh, it does feel a little strange how the Antonio Brown drama is kind of knocked off Le'Veon Bell from the headlines. This is a guy, you put it, Greg, in, in the top one blurb, a transcendent talent that we, we haven't
2: seen many players like him this century. Every team should be kicking the tires on Lev Bell just about,
1: right?
0: Right,
2: because he, he's a great pass protector. He's a great pass catcher. With all these offenses that are spreading teams out, you want running backs that can do a lot of things. He's that guy, and, and – people have you know, being annoyed, like kind of the the analytics crew when running backs are getting paid too much or when they're getting taken too early. I don't get that because I don't get that totally because yes, you can find some in the middle of drafts, but if you have a player that provides an advantage over the rest of the league at that position, it's an advantage no matter what position you play. So if you have one of the top five or six backs and he's significantly better than the average, you know, backs that let's say the, the Falcons had last year or the Texans or who, whoever, like that's an advantage and you pay for advantages. At some point, the whole like don't pay running backs thing, I think almost became that they're undervalued. I don't mean that you need to give him Todd Gurley money, but if he's only going to cost 11 or $12 million and you have to guarantee his first two or three years, I'm fine with that. Like guarantee his next three years and, and off you go. Well, it- if I've got a
4: big hole at running back and a big hole at offensive line, I'm spending the money on offensive line where I need to spend the the, money because that's the only way you can get that is through spending money. You can get
2: a running back in so many different ways. And I don't need Lev Bell. I can get a running back. You only do that by spending draft picks and by spending it on your own players because I'd much rather spend it on Le'Veon Bell than Roger Saffold, who might become the highest-paid guard in the league, or Jawan James, who might be get. You know, one of the top tackle contracts in the league. Those guys are more middle of the pack, and I'd rather not pay superstar money for middle of the pack. I'd rather pay Le'Veon Bell. Well, and, and money. So
1: Le'Veon Bell this time around has a choice on where he where he gets to go. And I, I think the, the fascinating side to it, which will start to generate the headlines, is the teams that are actually interested in paying the money it's going to take to get him. And we keep linking him to the Jets, but the Jets, you know have offensive line issues. They've got other issues to deal with. Like, if you're Le'Veon Bell, wouldn't you pray that a team like the Colts with a refurbished, stellar offensive line chase you, they have more cap room than anyone in the league? They don't need a running back necessarily the same way that some teams do, but...
3: But think about with Le'Veon Bell, what we've learned about him over the last year is this, and I'm not questioning his love of football or anything like that, he held out from the Steelers a Super Bowl contender because he demanded... And wouldn't play unless he was properly uh, paid for it and got the money he believes he deserves. So I think if there's anybody to bank on going where the money is, I think he's going to take the biggest offer. And I think the Jets, who I think are number two in cap space, and they love to make a splash. They love to take headlines from the 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 Giants. It just makes a lot of sense. Now he he wants two or three
2: years guaranteed, and I think they can do that. You don't have to. I don't think you're going to have to pay him Todd Gurley money. You're going to have to say, okay, you're. First three years are guaranteed for thirty million, whatever And one
3: assumption not to make though, because yes, and this is what happens at this part time of the year. A lot of people just, oh yeah, he's going to probably go to the Jets. If you if you're reading some of the reports out there, the Jets have some concerns about him, including the report out there that he was 260 pounds a couple months ago. Whether that's true or not, who knows. Uh, but we'll see if there's any teams that are, are – how many teams are spooked a little bit by sitting out a year, by any of these uh, concerns about where he is in terms of love of the game. He's, he's kind of a, the most fascinating free agent I can remember in a long time mm. uh, when you compare how great he is to his injury history, to his off-the-field ish- issues, to sitting out a year, the background behind why he sat out a year. The workload that he even had. The workload, which was it's incredible,
2: almost unmatched ever in the league over his first five seasons. It's some concerns. I mean, it's kind of like Earl Thomas. There's some concerns, too. I mean, he, he was hurt, and I don't know if it was a love of the game thing, but he. I think the Seahawks were kind of ready to say goodbye to him. I think he's a great player, but there's some – usually you don't get to free agency unless there's some concerns.
3: That's how it works. Uh, Wes, you uh, brought this up um, last week, but might as well dig in again uh, since you're making the point about i rather invest big dollars in offensive line rather than a lead bell. Who are some guys, if your team, looking to make a more economic splash at running back, who would you target on this list?
4: Tevin Coleman um, would be a guy that I think – adds versatility and speed that a lot of play callers would just love to get their hands on him. 22 on this list. He's a guy who's a mismatch coming out of the backfield. And, you know, some of the bright minds like a Kyle Shanahan, I think that's what he had in mind with Jarek McKinnon last year before he tore his ACL. But I do think Coleman, Mark Ingram, solid. Um, C.J. Anderson is an interesting guy coming off of his end of the season run. Um, And Adrian Peterson, who showed he can carry an offense last year, but he doesn't fit many teams because he, you don't
2: want to play him on passing downs. I, I was surprised. Kevin Coleman was one of the guys we disagreed on the most. You had him 14th overall, which is a high. I just wasn't in love with Where did his, you have him, Greg? About 35. I mean, I, I still think he's a good player, but he doesn't seem. You guys even talk anymore?
3: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, Awkward.
2: I wasn't impressed with his 2018. So maybe I'm, I'm weighting that too much, which is something I try to avoid, which is like, you tend to just rank the previous year instead of looking at the whole body of work. He didn't quite have as much juice. He was fighting through some stuff. Like, he he got a chance to have a bigger role, and he looked a little more like just a guy. Like an interesting guy, but not a guy you build an offense or a backfield around.
1: Well, Wes, you matched him a couple weeks ago with the Texans, which makes a lot of sense. You find the right fit for him. It's like suddenly Tevin Coleman could be a major factor. I, I just wonder sometimes with these, he's 25, right? Yeah. And if he is the 14th yeah. best or even between 14th and 20-something best free agent, the Falcons, who spent every day with him for years and years, and if they show zero pursuit, to me, that's it's not a red flag. It's just like, why?
4: Well, I, I can tell you why, because they already signed Devontae Freeman to a huge contract, so they've already devoted a ton of money there, and then they went out and drafted um, Ido Smith. So I think... Why pay two running backs when you don't really have a need at
1: the position? But in a way, I agree, but their decision-making essentially moved him off the roster.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think I think when you've already paid Devonta Freeman, you've you, be, before you even draft Ito Smith, you say, I have to draft somebody because I'm not going to do what the Panthers did when they made a big mistake and paid D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart top-of-the-market money at the same time. I mean, we got to wait
2: to see how Freeman rebounds, but right now that Freeman contract's not looking too different than that D'Angelo Williams contract was for the Panthers. He's just got to get healthy, though. Uh, let's talk about some bargains. Oh, some yeah. guys on this list that um, maybe
3: aren't in the top 10, maybe not in the top 20, maybe they are, but guys that could be had potentially for a moderate cost. You brought up Mark Ingram. I feel like a 29 year old running back, uh, who, you know, running backs always seem to be, unless you're top of the top, it's a deflated market. You could end up getting Mark Ingram on your team and having a nice. Uh, hammer dropper, uh, to run up the middle. Is that a term? <laughs> I'm making it one. Uh, so Ingram is a guy that, that stands out to me that you don't have to invest big monies and, and big money and big years in, but and could be a big, uh, help to your offense.
4: My favorite bargain is Adam Humphreys, slot receiver mm-hmm. from the Buccaneers, who all he does is get open and catch passes. That's the slot receiver's job. And, um, one of the guys that Greg and I kind of disagreed on a little bit, Jared Cook, I think, is just an incredible player right now. He's at a stage where he's one of the best at his position, and a lot of coaches are going to want Jared Cook. Also, position scarcity. He's really the only tight end who's a sure thing worth going to get.
2: I could see that. He's just like a guy that's been around. He's and- at number 26 on this list. Yeah, and... You're right, in Oakland's offense, he was the number one guy. Are you going to be able to recreate that? But you're right. He's been really good since he was in Green Bay, right. really. Green Bay probably wishes that they had kept him and not uh, eventually signed Jimmy Graham a few years later.
1: What about if you're – I. I I'm not saying this is a star player, but someone like Jamison Crowder coming off an injury-plagued year where in the right situation, you're going to get him for a lot less. And it was two years ago where everyone was, two or three years ago, I was saying Jamison yes. Crowder is this amazing athlete. It's just he's had a bit of a rough run.
2: I couldn't agree more. I love Jamison Crowder. He might be the guy I'd w- I would want over any wide receiver that's available just because you hope that he's a little cheaper than Golden Tate or or maybe the top of the market. And like you put him on a team with like a smart – QB, I think he'd be awesome. Staying at the same position, this guy's a bargain
4: for the second year in a row, John Brown, who was very good early last year with Flacco and then, you know, went down to like one one catch per game when Lamar Jackson took over and stopped throwing to wide receivers. So his numbers aren't going to look good. But his game film
2: is really good from last year. I I agree with that too. Like I think there is something to be said for getting the really injured guy at the point when his value is at the lowest. Because like you're you 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 love your boy Tyler Eifert. Tyler, you know? I you, got so
3: mad when I was scrolling down the list. It's like if they leave my boy Tyler off. But I believe he's at 87, which is fine considering, or 88 considering his injury history.
2: He's barely played in the last few years. But but Jason Verrett is a guy who mm. who is. You know, you can't count on him. You can't when you sign him. He's basically missed the last two years. But he is like an All-Pro caliber, young, feisty cornerback that has all the the attributes and the intangibles that you kind of want. And this seems like the year where it's like you can get him probably for one year, four million dollars, like a John Brown contract uh, for Baltimore last year. And then you hope it, it's taken a, a swing of the fence. But to me, that's a high ceiling for a low price, it kind of like a Trent Brown was for the Patriots. You don't want to buy them at their high value. He should be at a pretty low value right now. Did
1: you ever see a team like the Patriots uh, adding a piece like Cameron Wake and having him have yes. a much better-than-you-think season? Yeah, so Cam Wake long. can still
2: play. We yeah. might be underrating Cam Wake, who I think is in our 50s or so. I think he, he's in his 50s as well.
1: So <laughs> it does feel like, like he's been in the league 20. for, like, three generations.
2: He's had a remarkable <laughs> career coming from the, the CFL. And every year you're just like, okay, now he's going to fall off. And if you look at his numbers last year, like the hurries, the hits, along with the sacks, like he's still getting He has it no done. place
3: in the Dolphins' he's, organic fish tank, so it makes sense that he's going to move on.
2: One of the great, I'm surprised it hasn't been on your radar more just because like one of the great bodies of the 21st century in the NFL. Okay. Why, why do you say that? Well, you're the body guy. You know, you and I'm I'm more it's a more on my radar because of you over the years. You've influenced me like all men. I think do. these men and are now. I notice this more. Incredibly and Cam, gifted. Cameron Wake is a guy who I think Physically. he stands out. Did you just call Dang your mentor? I'm saying in this department, yes. He's kind of showed, so. showed me the way to keep an eye on this, that it's a, a factor. Hot male bods. Obviously. You I've, I've always looked
3: at you as an apprentice in this game. <laughs> Craig. Uh, I'll throw out Henry Anderson, by the way, who I'd be very upset if the Jets uh, let go because his stats don't jump bad. Trey Flowers is a way better defensive lineman, but it's a similar type argument. He might not blow you away with stats, but that guy was in the middle of a lot of uh, positive net plays for the defense last year in New yeah. York. And uh, another guy, not a big name brand, maybe only one year where he's really done anything, uh, but he could uh, make your defensive line better and probably don't have to shell out huge bucks
2: him. I like that. I would throw out some slot corners like Bryce Callahan or Dark Denard, but I actually do think they're going to get paid. I don't think they'll necessarily be... Yeah,
1: cause I feel like like Bryce got good. Like, I get that why he's a sneaky under-the-radar guy but after weeks or and Adrian weeks of talking about Bryce Callahan or Preston Smith these guys are not secrets anymore. They're going to make right. money.
2: Adrian Amos is
1: another Secret. guy who
2: PFF just loves. Has had him in the top two two years ago and then had him seventh last year but I do think he'll get paid. So... I would look more at, like, positions that don't get paid. Like Jordan Hicks. No one's, like, you know, no, no fan's going to be out there being, like, super excited your team signs Jordan Hicks. But if you sign him, it's probably not going to cost that much. He's probably going to play three downs for you, and, like, you're going to end up liking him a lot. K.J. Wright is another guy who's getting closer to the end of his career, and is a a name brand, and we have him in our top 15, but I don't think he's going to cost that much for what he's going to give you in terms of intelligence and being on the field and just being like a solid guy you put in there, and he's not going to embarrass you like a lot of free agents do. How about Glover Quinn, who, 2017 season, I had him on my all-pro
4: team, and then Matt Patricia came in, and (laughs) all of a sudden he was like no longer one of the teacher's pets, And they drafted a guy they wanted to see more often, so Glover Glover Quinn started to see a decrease in playing time. And maybe he's reached the end of the line, but to me, if you played at an all-pro level in 2017, you probably still have a a little bit
2: of life left in your legs. He seems like a little scorned, though, or a little... He's hurt by what happened. That he's saying he will retire if teams don't. Mm, that's treat, not exactly what treat him well. Like uh, he wants to be respected. So don't, I don't know. Don't give that's 32
3: NFL teams an ultimatum uh, to pay you the money you deserve because somebody is going to be there to take your job.
4: Oh, well, I think that was purely about the Lions coaching staff, not the other NFL teams.
2: Underrated no. name, Glover.
1: Oh it's yeah, fine. it's good. Like...
2: It's fine. It's
1: kind of like Thor
2: in the
3: cuteness uh, power rankings. It's. You, wow, you, I you, thought
1: you'd be a little more into Glover. It's not overly cutesiness. I like there.
3: Grover better than Glover. Bring Crap. back Grover.
1: Yeah, I like Grover. It's yeah. a, little bit I don't puppet. know when it was ever here outside of like a Sesame Street <laughs> figure, but
3: Grover Cleveland. There you go. Grover. Another Alexander. fine example.
1: Well, okay, so ancient politicians. <laughs>
3: Um, by the way, I don't know where this falls on your list. Every year, I assume there's a couple of guys that fall through the cracks that the scientists, even in all your wisdom, you miss. Uh, but also maybe it's a technicality because there is a uh, a Birmingham Iron superstar named Trent Richardson who has 47 <laughs> touchdowns on two and a half yards of carry over in the AAF. Uh, he's not in the top 101. Is it because he's currently attached to a team right now? No, it's because he can't run. What was your elevator landing again? I quite enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> you can't get out of the elevator before the doors close. I mean <laughs> His story is still being told. I mean he is having one of the seasons for the ages in the AAF. I mean, yeah, he, C. He's, he's become a little Blunt of the little guard points. I feel
2: like CJ Anderson is kind of on his corner. Like he's the He's who Trent Richardson wants to be. Like We rank C.J. Anderson about 75th every year, and we're not really sure what to to do with him. And then the NFL doesn't care about him, and he comes in and he's awesome. Like He's the overweight guy that's actually really talented that Trent Richardson wishes he was.
4: I think it's interesting that Trent Richardson basically averages the same exact yards per carry in this
2: lower league that he averaged in the NFL. He's consistent. I and did notice. Jim that, Brown was wrong because he didn't think he'd be a consistent player. I mean, not to get too far off uh, the map, but Metten, uh, Zach Mettenberger benched uh, Tough, perf- another tough performance.
3: Mean Christian
1: Hackenberg. Christian Hackenberg. Mettenberg
2: soared. That's what I meant.
3: I feel like we're a Roto World podcast. Those guys are up all night chewing up tape. Well, I think-
1: they, did they really realize in 2019 suddenly they're going to be doing six, 700 words a week on Trent Richardson, Zach Mettenberger, <laughs> and, and all the rest of these? Well,
2: I'm of- just saying I saw Mettenberger came in 9 of 12, 120 yards. Lit it up. Looks like uh, maybe I'll end up being right about him
1: <laughs> in the
2: long run.
3: Guy <laughs> can't even wake up on time. Uh, all right, so the, we mentioned some bargain buys. How about a little buyer beware uh, now I would. Th- I'm trying to figure out, wrap my head around this for this the purpose of this exercise. If it's a buyer beware, the scientists are going to probably have them lower on the list, right? Or is that not how it works? Are there is, does the talent level outweigh you know the possibility of a bad deal? Take me through it.
2: Take me through the. Well, thought that's process, a good. It's a good question. So Trent Brown is someone I would st- want to stay away from. He's first he- on my list. And where is he on your top one but, but he still made it to 31, which I think— First my, on my buyer beware list. Oh, okay. So Wes had him even a little higher than I did. I think I had him about 40. Wes had him 20, 25. You also had Donovan Smith higher than Trent Brown, which I was surprised at. E- either way, it's like this is a guy who's had major weight problems, whose system made him look better than he really was. But he can probably be an okay tackle. So you still, like, put him in the top 50, Dan. They're just going to pay him, like, Uh, way too good money.
1: Doesn't Donovan Smith Smith fit into that too where there's this position scarcity so it's like we got to sign someone to play tackle. I would put Jawan James
2: in there
4: too. Three guys who aren't very good. The Dolphins have been trying to get rid of Jawan James and when you're when you're the Dolphins' offensive line, and they're trying to get rid of you, you're not very good. He's someone,
2: though. I think of all these guys, will maybe get paid the most. Uh, I, I do not. I've, I've asked around a little bit on on this one, and it, people think he could be a top ten to twelve. PFF certainly sees him as a as a good tackle, as an above average starter. And there are people around the, I, that I've heard kind of think he's he's the guy that might be the 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 bell of the ball of all these guys. I would. Um, I'll have a sandwich that Donovan
4: Smith gets more than He's getting
2: tagged, so it's not even going to matter, I don't think. But
3: back to what you were saying when we were talking about Bell, Wes. Would you rather spend a little extra money on Bell, even though you could find running backs that get it, like in the middle rounds of a draft, or do you want to throw funny money at these guys that just seem like a total roll of the dice in this market? No, I don't like this tackle
4: market. There are some centers available, Mitch Morris and Matt Paradise, who I think would be good signings. But these guys, I think it's buyer beware on all three of those tackles. And, and what drives me crazy about the NFL sometimes is Trent Brown. The Patriots, Evan Silva says this all the time, they're so far ahead of the rest of the league. They take a guy who was a right tackle, because they need a creative solution at left tackle. They put Trent, Ground on the, Trent Brown on the left side, and now everybody's going to want to pick him up as a left tackle
2: just because the Patriots played him there.
3: Yeah, that's fair.
2: And basically gave up nothing for him. I mean, that's the thing. We're, these, these lists, let's be honest.
3: You know. Be careful here. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is your bread and butter, bro.
2: I mean, what do we know? Matt? Matt, it's tough to rank don't Mitch Morse and do Matt what do we know. That's all I'm saying. It's tough. Like we can base. It's tough. We're just doing the best we Stay can. Stay behind the curtain. What odds. are the odds that Mitch Morse? Uh, he missed 14 games to injuries the last two years, and he's going to get paid like a star? And like we think he's solid, but I don't know. I
1: mean, I wouldn't say that if I were you, unless it was like three in the morning in like a quiet beer <laughs> den, and you. Were, we think I mean, he's, You don't admit that look, to anyone during the We think the he's solid, down. but I'm Out not breaking. I'm no.
3: not breaking down Absolutely. Morse tape. Here I am. I'm trying to sell you guys, and I got the guy saying we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> right. I'm we're not breaking we down, down Moore's for? tape,
4: but we have data. We know that yes. the Chiefs' offense has a good running game and passing game, with him calling the shots on the offensive line.
3: Kfab. you ever hear of that? K. Fab, in yes. wrestling. Don't don't be afraid yeah. to lean into that a little bit. Say you are all knowing. People mm. will believe you.
1: Yeah.
2: How do you think half the people in this industry are millionaires right now? All right, you want to get lean into it, guys. You want to? Hey, here's a buyer beware that you might not expect. <laughs> yeah. How about Landon Collins? Are we are we that sure that Landon Collins is a great great player? If uh, now there's talk he's possibly gonna get tagged, although there's a little conflicting talk about that out there out there. That the big talk and Sean O'Hara said it on her Twitter that they didn't put him in a good position last year because he was in coverage too much. How much do you want to pay a safety? that isn't really that good in coverage in the year 2019, who hasn't really graded out that well over the last two years. He's got a big name, and I think he would improve your team, but you're going to have to probably pay him as the number one safety in the NFL. He's number 10 on this list, West. I put him high, too. We both put him high. I don't know. My
4: answer to Greg would be, yes, I'm confident he's a very... I, I don't know about great, but I don't think that... I, he's a free agent. Are you really going to get a great player in free agency? But he's very good, and he was a... Legitimate Defensive Player of the Year candidate in 2016. To me, that puts
2: you on another level.
1: And the way these contracts work out, it's like he might be your safety for the next two seasons.
2: Right. Yes. I agree with that. That's one way the NFL has gotten smarter. I mean, these are all like two-year contracts. Three, if you're a super – if you're Le'Veon Bell, you can maybe work out that it's three. Maybe Landon Collins will be three, and the rest are one or two. I would answer your Landon Collins with Teddy Bridgewater. That is a huge buyer beware.
1: But is he going to get a huge contract, though? I feel like he's going to get like a two-year deal from I someone. I, I
4: guess it depends on how desperate a team like maybe the Redskins get Redskins. I don't know. Who else is going we, after? Yeah, Why we, do you say that, Wes? Buyer beware? Yeah. Well, Week 17 game tape for one. Number two, he was knocked for his slight build coming into the league and we just have no way of knowing if this guy can survive a sixteen
2: game season full of hits. I put him uh, a lot higher than Wes did. I had him twenty three. I think West had him about forty something, because I feel like at quarterback they're all getting premiums. I mean Nick Foles is what our number seven guy. If 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 there's like a one in three chance that you found a a even Andy Dalton level quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater then you got to rank him high. Like, even the chance— you don't, really. Like, I don't want to rank he's, Tyrod Taylor high because I know what he is, and it's not what I want at quarterback. I think—yeah, we disagreed on Tyrod a lot, too. I think backup quarterback is, like, a really valuable position, and Tyrod Taylor is a great backup quarterback. I agree he's a great backup quarterback. And so that's, to me, much more valuable than a lot of the guys that are on this list towards the end. I would, like, that's just what quarterback is. And that's why I put Bridgewater so high, too, that, like, if there's a one in two chance that he could come in and spark and and help you out, then, like, that's a chance worth taking. And I don't think you would have to pay that much. I'll throw out another
3: buyer beware. Uh, number 36 on this list, and I know he had the big hit that essentially put the Rams in the Super Bowl. Uh, but Dante Fowler? Yes. Uh, people, uh, every team, uh, you can never have enough guys on the, on the edge that can go get the quarterback and be an impact player, and that's what Fowler came in the league, or the Jaguars thought he was that. I think he was the number three overall pick. And he's flashed, of course, but he only had four sacks uh, last year. He's, I think, entering now, What is H age 27, age 28 season. Is this the guy... Is this who he is, that he's a guy that in fits and spurts is an impact guy that can cause a ruckus, but he's never going to be truly a dominant presence. I think he'll get overpaid because people want to look at the impact plays he does make occasionally and think they can get more.
1: Some of his ruckus has been caused inside his own locker room over the years, too. So it's is the overall package reliable?
3: Well,
4: I think those are fair points. I loved what he put on tape at the end of last year, the final month and a half of the season. I thought he was outstanding. And I think that some of his lack of production is because he didn't get
2: a lot of snaps behind Yannick and Gakwa. But he, I I agree, Dan, that he's someone to worry about. Cause he sort of checks every box of like a total free agent bust. I mean, he was maybe the Rams best defensive player in the playoffs, him and Aaron Donald, but he was as, he was almost as impactful, but here's a top draft pick. Those guys always get overpaid. uh, who's had a ton of off field problems. Is work ethic issues, teammates don't seem to like him, has gotten traded, and then just had this little spurt right before he gets to the contract, mm. you know, time that gets everyone excited and gets you suspicious. a huge contract. I Let's, I don't,
4: let's I don't, be fair about suspicious. the teammate thing, though. Like, when he was going to the playoff run with the Rams, a lot of Jaguars were pulling for him and said so on social media.
1: Yeah, and we also have we have no idea about 94 to 8% of what's going it, on. Right.
2: right. The, the teammate fight thing, though, that wasn't the first time, though, that Fowler... Got in the news of being like uh, kind of a does
3: anybody remember the TMZ footage of his the yes. two girlfriends going at each other and him being a referee that that was a little bit of a reveal magnifico <laughs> for me I got to be honest with I
1: it. mean or he's desirable I mean there's well that, certainly you
3: know. I mean I've never had women do that for me but you know I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna champion him for it
1: no that's like fair. you Mark no I'm just saying that maybe there's an aspect to that to suggest that there's something about him that uh, humans are inter- in- interested in I don't know that's fair. <laughs> We have some breaking news from
2: my email box. You guys may not care, but I care. Mirta Antonio breaks the news that my FedEx... Wardrobe box, which has been lost for three weeks in America, has been located. They have a new tracking number, and it's coming home
1: to Los Angeles. I'm excited. This, this is a shocking turn of events. This one matters to me because I was plugged in on this because they this. thought that my box was lost initially, and I lost an entire bag of luggage from the Super Bowl last year. It is a huge off-season pain in the butt. No longer for you. I'm happy for
2: you. I just I just followed up to see. Okay, now that it's been three weeks, what is the process to get compensated? Because there not finding this box and she breaks the news that they've they've turned it up we'll see what's in let there. me I let me just <laughs> I first of all I'm very
3: happy for you because that sucked that it disappeared for this long I will temper it by just saying we don't know we have no idea like Dante Fowler there are some red flags here. We have no idea where that box has been in these three days. What's been
2: happening for those three Who's been wearing
3: these clothes? What have they been sopping up liquids and other things with? Yeah. With your your trousers? Who knows? Who has
2: been out on the town in Memphis wearing some, um, you know, pretty stylish black hoodies? Snug, probably. A little tight. A rather small small
1: man. (laughs) Yeah. We know that. It's (laughs) It's got to be small.
2: The box went to Memphis. Or a husky child. It went to Memphis. It was at some (laughs) facility, and then it just went off the radar. It was Containing, you know, really a lot of work. I, I've, you know, missed it, but my wife, my poor wife, I kind of li- who bought this wardrobe was really annoyed for me because I was kind of pushing her to buy more stuff. Well, because we kept
1: like, asking, you know, Greg's, what's going on with this? And I, I always sense like a low level of panic. Like either A, you just worried. assumed it was going to show up, or B, like don't need the clothing. I wasn't here, that here is, worried. I figured
2: as long as I, I would get upset the moment that I found out they weren't going to pay me for it. But I was like, well, if they pay you for it, it's fine. One of the great breakout stars of Super Bowl week, Mirta. Yeah,
3: she did a nice job. She yeah, did a good job. Sorry, sorry. All right, congratulations. I Greg. mean, outside of losing I mean, the box I
1: mean, I, I saw this
2: just now right. coming in, and I'm pretty no, damn excited. Are we
1: blaming Merita Surprise. for losing the box to begin with? No, or is not she at getting all. A free pass not though. at all. She just though. She though. Pass. You gotta ask the work, question. Yeah,
2: she helped me out. Quite no, a bit. She went and found that box. It was FedEx. I
1: claim her to be helpful, also, but I think it's fair to like run a full investigation. Mark right, a journalist. Yeah. It's just like What's
3: her role in that? The Jesse Smollett controversy, uh, with that the actor, the shamed actor. Like somebody had to ask the question. That's all. It's not always the answer you want.
1: No.
0: Sorry.
3: All right. yeah. Let's head back into the lap. We gotta go. <laughs> Colombo. All right. Let's talk about some uh, let's talk about some names, brand names mm. that are on this list. Some of them maybe you would be surprised that they're a little lower than you'd expect. I'll start right at number 61 uh, with a man with uh, a hot bod and, and great hair, and the ladies love him, Clay Matthews. Uh, he, he was tortured, emotionally tortured by the new rules of the NFL, <laughs> and I don't think he was ever the same after what happened in, the, in September of this year, getting some sacks taken away and some ridiculous uh, roughing the passer calls. But in general, Clay Matthews has not been the same guy for a couple of years now. And the fact that, that he potentially, the Packers are going to let him go, one of the more popular players of the last decade in Green Bay, I imagine, Wes, is a, a red flag in itself.
4: It's a huge red flag, and I think an even bigger red flag is that his backup, Kyler Fackrell, had three times as many sacks as him, and you might say, oh, yeah, but he's still getting to the quarterback. He's still putting heat on opposing passers. Not really. He rarely <laughs> he rarely even affects a quarterback. And Now, you, like you said, Dan, maybe that's – he went into a funk with the. They did take two sacks away from him with those silly rules.
2: That would send me he, in an existential funk. He he's the type of guy. He's the type of free agent. Yeah, I don't want. You know, at at this stage of his career where he's coming from his original team and he's still gonna get that like mid level contract where it's not he's not no not a bargain yet. Like I'd rather have Terrell Suggs, who's just gonna be like a one year deal. Like everyone knows who Terrell Suggs is. I'll take the one-year deal. He helps you out. Or like a Shaq Barrett, who's kind of a young, up-and-coming guy who hasn't gotten to play a lot, whereas Matthews is somewhere in between that. I don't want any part of Study that. the game, not the name, right, Wes? Exactly. How about Randall Cobb, his teammate, ten
3: spots down on this list? Uh, Mark, he's essentially disappeared, it seems, uh, after what really was trending as a long, successful career. And there were some injuries involved, but he kind of disappeared in Mike McCarthy's offense is he a guy that you'd like to take a flyer on if you're a GM?
1: I, I wouldn't because I just think you could probably find the the younger, less, injure, in, less injury history version of this. But I understand why someone's going to because I, I'm not saying a GM is going to champion this, but in general, these guys, why they're these name brands is they're in primetime games like six or seven times a year. They're in playoff runs, and you want to hope that you get that last sort of year or two out of them. For me, Randall Cobb, like, I, it's just not someone I'd chase down.
3: It's a bit of a mystery player for me. I, I really loved him when he came to the league, and I'm still not sure what exactly happened. It's, it's he, he's one
2: of those guys, that, and they even said this early in his career, like, that his size and the aggression that he played the game with, like, would he hold up over time? And that might be what it is. Like, he played with such a fury at his size that maybe it's just like, once you don't have that, Fury anymore. You've been paid a little bit and you've had some injuries. It's like, it's just not the same. Well, you guys, I think Mark mentioned
4: this name earlier in the show. Jamison Crowder is who we think Randall Cobb is. That's who actually performs in the slot and makes big plays after the catch. I, I would say... I would save the Randall Cobb stuff and just go get Jamison Crowder. Ooh. I mean, what I,
1: is free agency is not just about who can we print on the Week Four home game ticket. It's like you want to be ooh. getting guys in the right age slot too. I mean, he's twenty-eighty. Good he's imagery. That's thirty-one. Nice. That's why you got
2: to have Mark down in the Mark lap. painting
1: a picture over here. All right, painting
2: a picture with words. Uh,
1: about, another, oh, wide receiver, so another wide
3: receiver. Another wide receiver. that just came out uh, right before we went to taping. Met Michael Crabtree. The Ravens um, um, say goodbye to uh, Crabtree. Um, Declining speed at this point. He's thirty one years old, but always been a red zone a good red zone target. What about Crabtree? Is he a guy who helps the team? My problem
4: with Crabtree is that I could tell that he no longer can miss anyone after, he can he can't make anyone miss after the catch. The speed is just not there. And to me, if I'm playing Michael Crabtree, it means I have a problem at that position. I need to get better I, at that position. I
2: kind of, I still Progress don't mind Crabtree. I don't stopper. mind Crabtree because I look at it like now teams need four receivers. Like you kind of want four starting-ish receivers. Well, one of those guys has to play special teams. Sure. But you and he's not that guy, but he's like a possession guy that could have kind of a long, he, a little bit like a very, very poor man's Brandon Marshall or Fitzgerald where he could still be catching those 10-yard passes and doing some things for you as he gets older. Two other big names at the position right behind him on our rankings some big name value, Kelvin Benjamin. Remember Kelvin Benjamin? He's shot. I mean, I don't want but to. But he's like but a young yes. guy. Like, I don't get it. He gained nearly 2,000 yards in his I first season. I thought you were going to say he
3: gained nearly 2,000 pounds. Right. And Cole Beasley. He doesn't is.
2: seem to give a damn. That, that would be my biggest concern with
3: Kelvin
1: His ben. run in, in Buffalo with a young quarterback that was, right. was, uh, was, yeah, ugly.
2: You would hope maybe he's so cheap now. Him and Cole Beasley are two guys at the end of this list I don't think are going to get paid much money. I don't know. Some name value. Uh, throw out. One more name, Terrell Suggs. T. Sizzle.
3: What do they? What do you call it? Sizzle University.
1: Well, I mean Also hard? So hard. That guy. Yeah, uh, no.
3: Go read an article. That guy. <laughs> no. That guy's lucky to be in football right now. But right. Terrell Suggs has been remarkably productive. Uh, well into. Also hard. He's, he's probably. Sl- he's Greg. You like guys with low character. Um, <laughs> he's a guy you would have on your team.
2: I really would because he <laughs> he is about as solid as it gets. You kind of know what you're getting. He's he's like uh, a. James, he's on the James Harrison plan where you can't quite believe he's still doing it year after year, but try to get around the edge on him. Like if, and if he's one-on-one against the right matchup, he's okay. I mean, he's still out there producing. He, I could see him being on the Patriots. He's exactly the type of guy. The Patriots would just go get for one more year.
3: That's what the Patriots need right now. Brings her all, <laughs> they need something again. Patriots got to make a move. Kaepernick, Terrell Suggs, something. What are you talking to about? To take people's minds off other f- scenarios around the Patriots right now. It's just how you run a business, Greg. You just got to move Terrell attention away. Is Terrell Suggs the psychic I don't think, odd, you uh, talent know what? that we need? This, this is how bad it baby. is right now? That would be a, a welcome
2: development. You're not wrong. Along Patriot way. I think the Patriots have so many questions right now get t sizzle in there six-year deal we're, we're going to be talking, talking about it years. we're going to be yeah, talking, talking about we're going to be something. talking about them next week i think they're going to be trading i think they're going to be aggressive i think they're going to go into this offseason going right. bananas certainly aggressive you
1: have tyrod taylor at 72 real quick note you your caption is a shaky starter on an irrelevant team are you calling well, last year's Browns here's, irrelevant here's the yes yeah,
4: they were they were irrelevant when he was starting they they became
2: relevant when baker mayfield here's the over. thing. Okay. I'll just here's a little peek <laughs> sorry Mark. A little Gosh. peek behind the curtain. <laughs> as I pick up my uh contact gross and put it in while I talk. A
1: high end backup on a contender though, that is also good. Here's the thing.
2: Here's a peek behind the
1: curtain.
2: When Wes and I disagree strongly You're not gonna put your contact back on in front of us, right? It's so gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh when a, Wes and I disagree strongly on a player, if he happens to be Assigned to write up that blurb, he's going to take it out on me and the player <laughs> by saying, I didn't want this guy this high, so I'm going to bury him. Because yeah. I had Tyrod about 60. He had about 110. So what I'm going to do is write a blurb that doesn't really make any sense with where he's ranked just to get back <laughs> at a him. A very confusing user it, experience. Does it doesn't make any sense with where he's ranked. It only makes sense by his whole career. See, uh, to me, That is succinct It's pithy, and I nailed the analysis. I mean, you're saying he's worse than, like, (laughs) Randall Cobb and, like, Kenny Vaccaro and whatever. Like, I like a good backup quarterback at the very this least. The a guy who can start five games.
4: That's great. So you get Tyrod Taylor there, and then, you you know, you're maybe a 7-9 and nine team in the games in which he plays. I mean,
2: you're raking him 30 spots behind Quentin Spain and Darius Fila. He's Actually, a Fila's known mediocrity. Been. I don't value that quality highly.
3: You guys hate each other. Wow. <laughs> um, One more quarterback since we're on the subject, and it's always my favorite part of this countdown, except for the top 99. I didn't even look at that list. What a disgrace. But now that we're back to top 101, I love whoever is the last name on the list. Greg has fought for Geno Smith many, many years. <laughs> he finally gave up the ghost. Uh, Sam Bradford comes in at 101, <laughs> the former number one overall pick. I wonder what kind of market – I mean, this guy got paid one year and $20 million last year, last year this time. What is his market one year later? Are people, Are people – are decision-makers in the league finally – going to say this dude should not be getting paid like a mid to upper tier quarterback it's got to be the year right
4: yeah i agree that it's probably the year And my sense is that he will be one of those guys that has to wait until june or july he has to prove that his knee troubles are over he has to prove he can move well and throw well and i think teams are going to want to see him actually work out for them
2: trevor simeon uh is out there too. That's not a name brand. At quarterback? You guys stop making No, no, he Jarvis wouldn't be 1-on-1. I'm just saying uh if you need a quarterback. <laughs> took the L on that one. <laughs> maybe Bort, would would be I would Bortles even make that 1-on-1? I don't think Ouch. so. I wouldn't That's, want him. He'd be a good 1-on-1 too. I think Bradford was nice. There was another option. Bortles would be a good Bradford was legitimately 1-on-1. <laughs> you know we usually, you know, <laughs> Reverse it a little bit. Yeah, we reverse engineer it to make it fun because he's at 101 forever. No matter who's cut, no matter who's tagged, <laughs> he just stays there. Frank Gore was another option who was in the ballpark, uh, but you know. Um, real quick, a quick aside: this list does get a
3: lot of um, views. It, the NFL really pumps this thing up; they promote it a lot. Anybody's co- that's come after you guys um, as a pair or individually in the past about their blur oh, yeah. or where their numbers are. Throw a couple names out there.
4: Well, there is – I forget the guy's name, but an agent for – one. I think it was – Oh, many, yeah. Jared Allen's agent went to Ian Rappaport and said, this guy, Wesling or Rosenthal, or whatever, they they have no idea what they're talking about. And it's because we didn't rate, like, an age 36 Jared Allen as a top 20 <laughs> free agent or something.
1: It's, it's funny, though, because do they often come to you and <laughs> get your phone number and call you up, or is it usually going to, like – Rappaport or Garofolo or Mike Silver and being like, talk to these clowns back Secondhand. in Culver City.
3: Secondhand,
2: do you get it or do you get I, it
4: firsthand? Hey, who was the 49ers safety who wanted to kick your butt?
2: Good luck trying that. That Whitner. Hittner.
4: Yeah, Hittner oh was gosh.
3: not happy.
1: Well, he got a contract too.
3: I mean, no longer in the league. It's like, let me, cha- let me have a nickname. Let me get as close to the biggest monster of the 20th century.
1: I'm gonna uh, call me Hitner. I mean, that's his last name. That's not a uh, Whitner. Right, really I'm with Dan on this one. Maybe stay oh, away well, from nickname, sure.
2: There's yeah. been a few. Yeah, the players players don't like it. I think there was a guy on the one of the Bills secondary guys was upset last year. Hmm. It happens. I was hoping
3: for a, a name uh, brand in this uh, category. Uh, although the Jared Allen one was saucy.
4: Yeah, I never really. I was like, hey, how about you? You should represent players and let us grade. Grade them. Yeah, I mean, do your job. We'll do ours.
3: Uh, let's talk a little scientist heat here. Uh, na- players, because the way you guys figure this out, right, you both come up with your 101s and then you average it essentially? Or is there a discussion? It's a, it's
2: kind of a uh, the process. Uh, and- we average it out. There used to be then after the averaging a discussion, but now we're just kind of mailing it in. All right. Again, <laughs> stop pulling back the curtain. You want to be a millionaire, Greg. Yes or no. I'm
3: trying to get you there.
2: Okay, thanks.
3: <laughs> you know everything. There is no. You're 110% in on this exercise. We are.
2: We put a lot of work into it. I just those The conversations don't happen because they never really improved the list that much. We just would get annoyed at each other. Tyrod
3: Taylor came up already. Uh, you guys were on different pages with that, uh, uh, so the number is a little wonky as a result. Teddy Bridgewater we mentioned. How about the Eastern Block, Margus Hunt? Wes, I know you like yourself some Margus Hunt. Apparently, Greg, not so much. Greg could accuse me
4: of saying that this guy's a one-year wonder. But to me, he was a great fit in that defense with Matt Eberflus. And he was, throughout the entire season, one of the most disruptive defensive tackles in the NFL. I want that. That, That's exactly what I
1: want. Why would they not go back and get him again?
4: He's older than you would think. He came into the league old, and I think he's 32 years old now. So I think he might have trouble getting – like a three- or four-year deal. Well,
2: so there's some guys you just got to stand on the table for. You know what I mean? When you're making these lists, you almost got to overrank them because that's just like your guy. And that's Margus Hunt for Wes. I would say I'm pretty high on Margus Hunt. I, I had him ranked in my top 60. I mean, he's a guy who that's hasn't... That's not that high for as well as he played last year. The I, number one eyebrow arch, though, in this exercise. I mean, he doesn't rush the passer at all, so you can... Well, that's just not true. I mean, he had about 15 pressures. Well, they changed his position halfway through the right. year. So he was rushing
4: the passer early and getting to the passer often, and then they changed him to nose tackle, and then Denico Autry started getting to the passer because Marcus Hunt was taking up two <laughs> defenders Eastern on every clock. play.
2: I really like him. I do. I like him more than let's just look at the names right in front of him, Henry Anderson. No, uh, you know, in terms of pass rushers, Suggs. Uh, no, you know, I think he's a nice. He's a nice player. It is the the the, the number one
3: eyebrow raiser in this exercise for me is. Why is this guy hitting the market? What do the Colts see that they're like? Eh,
1: well, age. I think. take
2: our chances, but that's you know, well. They're probably going to try to sign him. It's, it's just whether the whether they want to pay him how much. He because this is a guy who's has not made a ton of money in his career, and this is probably his best chance to score a big contract. Tyrell Williams, you guys were not on the same page about. Whoa, I was surprised that. by that
3: because he's a Charger. Yeah, <laughs> Greg loves the Chargers. Where did you like? Where did you have him, Greg? Where did Wes have him?
2: Wes had him very high, I think, in the top thirty. To me, he's a nice rotational guy, like kind of how we were talking about. A, a, you, every team needs three or four receivers. He could be one of those three or four, but he's been in a great, great situation in Los Angeles, and that's kind of what he is. He's a six hundred, seven hundred yard type of guy. Wait, hasn't he been a thousand yard guy? Yeah, when they were hurt, you're right.
4: And I think if another team signs him to be their outside deep threat, he's gonna he's gonna be a pretty good signing.
2: He does do something that almost no one on this list does, which is like go deep. Like those guys just don't get to free agency, which is why I think like Deshaun Jackson, for instance.
4: I mean he had a seventy catch, one thousand fifty nine yards, seven T D
3: season two years ago. Sure. Um finally if your if your team, your favorite team So we already battled about a lot of the ones. Yeah, it's I, good, I Ron, Teddy. It was all good organic combo. Um positions of depth. If, James. If you are a team that's in the market for defensive line and safety, those are two positions, uh scientists where there's a lot of options and you could go get your guy right now.
4: I think defensive line is the deepest. Um, Safety is pretty deep. And I think you can even throw running back in this year as a pretty deep group. Kicker.
2: I mean, we didn't even get to Stephen Goskowski is available. Jason Myers is available. We got some kickers.
1: It's crazy because the draft, they talk about the draft, it's not deep in all these positions. But if you're looking for defensive line, there's more than enough, way more than enough. So suddenly it's like, how does that impact? Are you going to go spend and blow your entire budget on a veteran?
2: It's a good point that that could depress some values out there. Like we disagreed. Another name was Malcolm Brown of the Patriots a lot. who was a former first-round pick who kind of fell out of favor. Like guys like that might not get paid very much because there's so many good guys in the draft that teams are going to look for. You're
3: not going to want to hear this, Greg, because he's like a 40-time Super Bowl champion now. But uh, Gaskowski? He's my new Dalton line for kickers.
1: <laughs> well, he's good he's at right kicking. Well, he's getting older. He's the
3: primary. How's that article
1: doing in the metrics uh, hunt? For uh, it's first coming place.
3: together. It actually would probably do decent. I think, I
1: think it probably would.
3: <laughs> it would do fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's
2: my new Dalton line. That's where he is now. What? He's a, he's been over the course of his career, he's one of been the best kickoff guys in the league. What does which that mean? Is so underrated.
4: Like in the year 2019, what does it mean to be a good kickoff guy? when just about anybody can kick it out of the end zone when they want to, and certain guys like Belichick will say, hey, I don't want you to kick it there. I want you to put it between five and the goal line. So he's
2: really good at that.
4: But a lot of kickers could be good at that if they were asked to do it.
2: I just don't know if if being a good kickoff guy has that much value anymore. It doesn't have as much, you're right, but there's still about 10, 12 teams with guys that can't do kickoffs all the time. So that's 10, 12 teams with a significant disadvantage to me, and Gustowski could do it. And on the
3: other end of uh, the spectrum here, if you are a team, Mark, uh, that's looking to build some weapons, uh, if you want a tight end who could bust down the seam and split a defense wide open, spill their guts all over the
1: <laughs> okay. turf,
3: if you want a, a wide receiver <laughs> on the outside, um, you're, this is not the free agent class for you. And also, and this is a annual thing, if you're looking for O-line help, It's just always going to be a scarcity of uh, linemen, and you're going to look to the college game uh, to find a younger solution.
1: And that seems to extend more and more to the college game, too, where it's like it's – I don't know. Maybe it's just a trend, but it's like how many drafts in a row where it's like, well, there's one or two tackles, but there aren't many more. It's just because – we aren't, you know, we, how many people are being raised on farms like throwing animals over fences anymore? People are just weaker <laughs> and over. lamer. Another and, reason why
2: he's down in the lab. Well,
1: I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you're, th- this society is growing weaker, and it's so poor, these, poor like, pigs. beefy dudes that just want to get hit four billion times, are a, there's a less of a flock of them.
3: Cook is number 26 on the list, Jared Cook, and we talked about him earlier. Who is the next tight end? Is it boy? my, is it my boy Eifert? Like. Yeah. He is indeed. And, and that's all the way down at 88. Who's the number
2: one wide receiver in the market right now? Jameson Crowder? Golden Tate, maybe? Golden Tate. Yeah. You got John Smokey Browns in there Byron somewhere.
4: Devis Funch- eh. Devin Funches is a guy that I want to see what he gets paid because I never thought he was a good player, but he is one of those big outside receivers who don't make a free he agency.
1: He'd he scare me if I needed to rely on him for much.
2: Yeah, he, he looks – Every once in a while, he'll look great for about five weeks. That's it. Um, finally, I just boys, I wanted to uh,
3: revisit last year's top ten and uh, see where you oh, guys. Oh, I hate feel. this. Exercise. Well, this is after the, the
2: tags got you know applied and after the uh, tags. And people and were what, what a
3: joke that we even had Drew Brees on this list last year. But I get that he had to be there. Technically speaking, he was a free agent, signed a two-year, fifty million dollar deal. Kirk Cousins at number one, and it's amazing how much everyone spoke about Kirk Cousins and then what he delivered on the field and what now – his, the way people view Kirk Cousins now seems to be different now, a year later.
1: Well, that's another argument that West put forward. You better have an offensive line before you th- plug these people in.
3: Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees was number two, and got, and and Sue was three. Allen Robinson, four. Honey Badger, five. We didn't talk about Honey Badger because he's a free agent again. Uh, after a, a solid year in Houston. Sheldon Richardson, six. Also a free agent again. Trying to get a Down long-term deal. Uh, Sammy Watkins at seven. Andrew Norwell at eight. Kyle Fuller at nine. And Case Keenum was number ten. Where's Case this year? Oh, he's still on the team. He's, yeah, he's still the team. I mean, he's going to get doing cut doing soon, yeah. I think. Where would he fall on this list? I would put him
2: probably... 101?
4: No, I would have him somewhere around the Teddy Bridgewater
2: range. Really? I would definitely have them lower than that. But, yeah, for the record, r- Teddy Bridgewater was number 13 ride. on your list after the tags last year. Oof. I would rather. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we definitely, some of those. Separated. Radford went from Kyle 14 to 101. Kyle, Kyle Fuller was, a, was quite a value. Not that he totally got out there. And you seem like you can find good cornerbacks. There's a decent amount of good cornerbacks this year, too. And you can find them, whereas those quarterbacks and Sammy Watkins got overpaid. There you go. I
1: mean, that tells us that good five stuff, or guys. six of the top. Thirty will be right back on the market a year from now. I think Not that's more. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's low. I well, there's
2: certain guys like, and I know we're trying to go like, there's certain guys that are now just one-year guys. Sheldon Richardson, Sheldon Richardson is just like, we don't trust you for more than one year. We're happy to have you come in. We'll, we'll pay you for one year and then don't get by the wheel of a that's car.
4: That's I'd I'd argue that almost every free agent is a one-year guy. You never know how they're going to do with crazy. a new team, and whatever you get, you better get up front because you could be out in
3: a minute. Pull that quote. Bang, team. smell you later. There you go.
2: Again, <laughs> check it out. The top 101 free agents. <laughs> it's like every time Dan is totally over and ready to say <laughs> goodbye, he's just going to smell you later. That's how we know. NFL.com slash top 101 free agents. And uh,
3: come on, uh, downstairs. Can we just make it NFL.com slash top 101? I say the same thing every year. That is not a good vanity URL, but that's what it is. NFL.com slash top 101 free agents uh, to see the whole list. That is, it's changing. What's the word they use? that it, when it, It's something that- It's evolving. a living document. A living document. That's exactly what I was looking for. Evolving, sure. It's Li- fine too.
1: Living, but. breathing document is what they would call it in the yes, corporate sector.
3: Above the treetops, certainly. Um, so you could check in on that list to see where people have signed. Uh, if uh, Greg and Wes secretly decide somebody ended up too high and then they sneakily change it like they did this morning with a player, I won't say who it was. Um, <laughs> that So you could always – rankings can move out of nowhere sometimes. Well, they, we should be done with that gerrymandering. Well, why not?
4: <laughs> well, we're not allowed to change our minds? I mean, uh, I mean, Gennaro was not thrilled that we were making the
3: change. and Nor was I on the topic. Why not? not
1: really? It's you like,
3: send it live. That's what you're sending out to the people. We change our opinions about things. You have all the weeks time. to decide what the what the rankings are.
1: I like that you're holding our feet to the fire here. I mean, it's like a final edit of a film. I'm trying to make you like, guys millionaires. millionaires over
4: I, here. I, I, a little tough love is maybe what we need.
3: Mark, next year. I know we don't even realize that we have to do it until the day it comes out, and then we get mad that we don't have our own list. Yeah. This is the year that we do the work. We put our heads together.
1: Make yeah, a I mean, I guess less. I don't really feel that mad about it. This felt like uh, as much as I <laughs> all right, need
3: to be involved. I'm going solo then. I'm doing my own top 101. <laughs> no, F that. I'm doing a top 102 next year. That will get the people talking.
1: I, I will really want to read this. One. I will join you, but I, it's not something that I think about. got to be like, all well, in, though. Well, West. I'll work towards that. Let's
2: go to like 111. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Their actual this raw is how the list has ends. like 160.
2: Three, so. three ones. Um, yeah. we, wrote, we wrote blurbs for way more than 101. Oh, yeah, we got like hundred. got 140 because once people start getting, you know, who knows. Smart, smart. Thank you for giving us a roadmap uh, when Mark and I have <laughs> your competition next year. Uh,
3: all right, we're on a plane tomorrow to Indianapolis. God willing, that plane lands. Uh, and, and we will deliver to you two more episodes of the podcast. So you'll get a show on Wednesday late afternoon. Um, here in the States, and then um, another show that will go up live early, early Friday. So you'll have it for your commutes. And on Thursday, yes, at one thirty Pacific, 4.30 Eastern, um, 9.30 in London, I suppose, maybe, uh, we will have our Twitter show from the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. We'll have some special guests. So it's a good show to check out if you haven't yet. That's it. That's it. Did you enjoy Did you learn?
1: I did. Yeah, this was really cool.
3: Deal by the Dan Hans signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. To Indy.
0: green irish shop now at a store near you managing your diabetes just got easier the powerful new dexcom g7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks and because dexcom g7 is the most accurate
4: cgm system you can be confident in your food exercise and medication decisions and all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower a1c get started at dexcom.com dexcom data on file 2023 if your glucose alerts and readings from the g7 do not match symptoms or expectations use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel offer valid on select AK systems each through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.